Hello everyone and welcome back to Make an Impact podcast. My name is Nikita and I'm your host. So basically, Make an Impact podcast is a place where I interview different teenagers or youth from various parts of the world who are building an impact through youth organizations, fundraisers, campaigns, basically any way through which they're impacting society in a positive manner. Other than interviews, I also plan to call different professionals from different industries to give you an overview of what you guys can do to maybe improve your resume or learn new skills in different different career fields. With that said, if you think that you are a young change maker and you should be a part of this podcast, please feel free to contact me in the email given below. With that, let's get started. So today we have Ria Patel with us. She is a senior at Stony Point High School in Texas, United States. In the future she seeks to pursue a career in medicine. She has created the daily dosage to help youth like her pursue their interest in medicine as well as advocate for different topics regarding this field. Outside of her organization, Ria is an avid member of HOSA, IB, FBLA and NHS. She loves to do calligraphy and spends time exploring new parts of her town with her friends. So welcome Ria to our podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Okay, so um before we start with the actual interview, let's start with some rapid fires, right? Mhm. Yeah. So, uh are you an introvert or an extrovert? Um, I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I've been an introvert since I was little, but I think now I'm starting to open up a little bit more, so I'd say somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I totally agree. Even when I was small, I was such a big extrovert, but during this pandemic, I feel like my introvert side has grown a mo- like a bit more. Okay. Next question. Are you a morning person or a night person? Um, personally, I don't like waking up too early in the morning, so I think night person. I totally get you. Okay. <laughs> Next question. What is your favorite quote of all time? Um so it's by Mahatma Gandhi and it's live as if you were to die tomorrow, learn as if you were to live forever. I know that's a very deep quote and I, even that is also one of my favorite quotes. Okay, mm-hmm. next question. Who is the person you look up to the most? I think my parents and my grandparents because I live with all three of my grandparents in my house. So I think just living with them together, I think I look up to them the most. Mhm. Okay, next question. What is your favorite food combination? Um, I'm not sure about combinations. I'd say um but I guess food-wise, I think my favorite would be like pizza or grilled cheese. But yeah. <laughs> For me, my personally, my favorite food combination is going to be French fries with milkshake. You should totally try that out. Oh yeah, that okay. Yeah, that counts. Yeah, French fries and milkshake are awesome. Yeah. Next question: What is a movie you could watch for the rest of your life and never get bored? Um. Okay, I think probably Finding Nemo. Just I love Disney movies, but if it were to be Bollywood movies, I think Ye Jawani Hai Diwani. Oh, I know. Yejawani, Hedewani, everybody is a sucker for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next question. Do you have online school? Yes, right now I'm we have the choice to go to school or have online and I think 
with me, um, since I have three grandparents in the house, we want to stay safe. So I've been home for the past nine months, but yeah, online okay. school. So according to you, what is the best and absolute worst thing about online school? I think the best thing about online school, at least for us, is that we get time in between like a bunch of breaks because we do like synchronous asynchronous schedule where it's like you have class for a few minutes and then you're off of class. And I think one of the worst things, or I guess one of the disadvantages, not really worse, is that like you're not in school to like actually experience and learn more. I think learning is cut off to the point where we just talk about like the topic itself and move on. It's not a lot of personal connection with the online school. So I think that's one thing that's the disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now that we got to know you better, let's start with the more deeper question than basically the interview. So you wanted to come on this podcast and talk about medicine and your journey with it. So first off, what made you choose medicine? I mean, there are a lot of career options. What specifically made you interested in medicine? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is actually a funny story. When I was really young, my parents told me that in pre-K, we had to ask or we had to answer the question of what you want to be when you grow up. So a lot of people put funny things like I want to be Santa or I want to be a princess. But somehow just the idea of becoming a baby doctor stuck with me. So I was like, I want to be a baby doctor. And it's still there in writing. And I think it's just really cool how like I didn't know what a doctor was or like how many years of schooling you have to go through or just anything related to medicine in general. But over time, I started to grow on the concept of becoming a doctor. So I remember in seventh grade, I had a project for a month that I had to act like an endocrinologist and do endocrinology research. And I remember at the end of the, like at the end of that month, they asked the theater kids to come in and just act out these um, different symptoms and um, of different diseases. And we had to act like the doctor and actually diagnose them. And I remember my teacher had asked for one diagnosis and I had given her a brief one as well as a more specific laid out one where I was observing all of the details of the patient itself and all of the symptoms. And I ended up actually being right on the brief one for sure. But um, when she got to the specific one, my teacher was like, what is this diagnosis? Like she never knew what it was. It was really specific. So she went up and she searched it and she found out that that was exactly pinpoint what I was talking about. And I think just after that, I've realized I could be really good in the field of medicine and I really like learning about biology and like just the human body in general, because it's something that we all relate to in a way. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, just uh, my curiosity and meticulous nature for uh, medical topics, as well as how the body works, like what are the different parts? Um, I think those are both um, just something that makes me want to uh, pursue the field of medicine. Yeah, absolutely. Even I would totally agree with you on the part uh, on the part where you said that your uh, curiosity led you to uh, choose medicine. For me, when I was small, I wanted to become the president of India. But as I grew, I realized that I was more uh, like capable of becoming a lawyer. And it was my curiosity that led me to that decision. So but there are like a lot of people um, who are unlike us do not know what their career options are right Mm -hmm. from the beginning. So what advice would you give to such teenagers? 
Um, I think it's just to put yourself out there. You need to explore different opportunities because without putting yourself out there and just staying kept to yourself, I don't think you're going to be able to find that thing that interests you. I think you need to be able to go out and search up different careers, just read them. I was actually thinking about this before is that like, if I don't like I still don't know what specific type of doctor I want to be and I won't be able to know that until I'm put in the medical field right but I think that mm -hmm. one of the things I'm doing right now is just searching up a bunch of different types of doctors within the medical field and seeing would this fit me like I know for sure surgery I don't think I want to like do um surgery because I know like my hands are not steady and I just don't um find my passion in that area but I think that if and someone doesn't know exactly what career they want to go to and um, not even specifically, but just any career, just search it up and look at the details. And do you think that, do, um, do you fit in that area? Do you think that's something that interests you? I think by searching up different um, opportunities, there's like so many careers out there, like from um, some that I don't even know of till date. And I think that if you just put yourself out there, search those things up, and try and find something that you fit into. I think that will help you find a, like not even a specific path, but just a broad path that you can follow in the future. And then I think from there, you can start to look for opportunities online through social media or just through camps locally and things like that. And I think that over time, you'll be able to develop this if you just have that starting point and get started now, because if you don't get started now, then you'll never get started. Like it's a pattern of just saying, I'll do it later, but you never get to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like in India, there is this stereotype that kids already know what to do and their career is laid out in front of them for their whole lives. But I actually agree with you. It's if you don't try out new things, you would never know if you're great at it or if you're absolutely bad at it. And like there's nothing to lose in this world. So I feel like you should always go out, get out of your comfort zone and try out things because like if you don't know what you want to become, at least you'll know what you don't want to become. That's what mm -hmm. I yeah. think is the most important. Okay, so next question. What are your thoughts about the current healthcare system? So I think right now, especially during COVID-19, there is a lot of like stigma and also like really hard, um, like it's really hard to get healthcare for everyone here, especially in the United States. And I think that like access to healthcare needs to be more broad, more widened because a lot of areas, like especially rural areas nowadays don't have access to even basic healthcare needs being met. So I think as things like COVID-19 and bigger diseases and viruses start to pop up in the society, it's much harder for them to even get those things um, treated. And I think that just, I think there needs to be more, uh, like more doctors being put out into rural areas and just helping serve those underserved communities. Because I think if they're not able to meet their like regular needs, such as just like a common cold and things like that, um, they're more susceptible to um, death. And then on top of that, if something like COVID-19 just springs up, it's even harder for them to take care of themselves. So I think just in terms of current healthcare system, and especially in the United States, I think one of the things that needs to be fixed or to be thought about is to put out more healthcare physicians into rural areas, do more developing projects there and things like that. But yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I totally agree with you. I feel like uh, once our rural areas start getting, you know, more healthcare and all these other facilities, I feel like a nation can only get, uh, you know, a good nation or like maybe like come in the top three tiers of the world. For example, countries like Denmark and Sweden, they're so good because they treat all of their patients equally. It's not that a person mm-hmm. is from a rural area or anything like that. Okay, so, um, and also one more thing I want to add here. I've heard so many things and so many memes about how US does not have a free healthcare system. Like, what what are your thoughts on it? Do you think that healthcare should be free for all? Um, so I just like to weigh the benefits of this. So like, I know we were talking about this in my class actually, and because I'm taking um, certified medical assisting where we're basically learning and training how to work like the front office of um, hospitals and things like that. And I think like when we weigh the benefits of having free healthcare for all, it's really hard, especially in the United States with a population like ours. And I think that, um, it would be nice, but it's, there's just so many factors to take in that like I don't even know about uh, specifically. So I don't think like I'm qualified to make that like um, judgment yet. But as I'm seeing um, new information come in and things like that, um, I'm just like trying to weigh the benefits of it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. What do you think are your greatest strengths and how do you think they might help you become a part of a medicine field? of the medicine field? So as I said before, I think I'm really meticulous and detail oriented. I think that I really like to um, just focus in and zone in on one specific detail at a time. I think that um, through like my experiences, as I mentioned before, or just anything I do in my daily life, like I actually keep a schedule like it's a little book that I just write in everything that I need to do for the day and I think that that really helps me um, just schedule and have a visual of like what I need to do and efficiently finish my tasks so I think two things that I think are my strengths in terms of medicine are that like I'm able to efficiently like um, look at um, and plan out my time as well as um, just paying attention to detail. And I think that will help me in paying attention to details in my patients and their symptoms and things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have a fun question for you. If you could cure Mm -hmm. any one disease or virus, which one would you cure and why? Okay, Um, I think in terms of disease or virus, I'm not too sure. But I think one thing that counts as a disease or virus is the like, undergoing um, of the stigma around mental health. I think that is something that's very big and I think that needs to be cured. And it's very unaddressed in times like these, especially not a lot of people think about like the mental aspect of, um, of medicine. And like when I see that doctors treat their patients, most of the time it's on their physical level and not their mental health. Like, They just think that like, oh, there is a disease that a patient has and we need to fix this. But what you don't see is the patient's journey throughout um, in terms of their mental health. And I know I was doing a research paper on this actually a few days ago. And I remember um, like finding out that elderly cancer patients are one of the most susceptible to having depression. And when you see this, it's like, oh, we don't really think about our elderly cancer patients having this type of disease. And it's like, 
mental health is a big like a big factor into your health later on like the progression of your health so for these cancer patients there's one therapy that's used called the rational emotive behavioral therapy and basically what it does is it changes their thought patterns based on um whatever they think about the disease so for example if they think that i'm not enough the therapist will help them think that they are enough and that um, not everything goes like the way that they want it to in their lives. And I think that through this therapy, it's very cool to see how um, doctors are able to treat or therapists are able to treat their patients, um, not only on the physical level, but also on the mental level. So I think one thing that I would like to cure in the future is the stigma around mental health and actually being able to just help cure um, just the, like, just the area of mental health in general, like, because I think a lot of people suffer through it, but it's very unaddressed in today's times. Mm, I know, I completely agree with you, like, not only during, like, even before this pandemic, but I feel like mental health has become a bigger issue during this pandemic, because first off, you cannot meet any, like, many people can't meet their loved ones or family and I feel like that has brought on a very big toll on them because that used to be something that basically it like it prevented burnout for those certain people and now enjoying their own company has become a very big hassle for them and plus a few uh, like I guess a while ago I also saw a documentary in which how a person's mindset can actually help them get better. Like if they actually mm-hmm. believe if they can fight a disease, it is they're more likely to fight it because they believe in themselves. Yeah, I actually saw this in real life. Um, in two scenarios, I'm very fortunate to see this like journey of how mental health, like how your thought patterns can change the way that you progress in terms of your behavioral nature. So like with my grandma, she had mild... Um, depression like post her knee surgery so they were um the doctors like did knee surgery on her to help her knee right but um that actually led to her having depression and i think one of the things that i was able to notice was her belief in spirituality and just prayers and i remember that like she used to pray every day she was really quiet in her like she would be in her own kind of zone and i remember just watching her pray and just having that faith in um something bigger in like herself as well it just helped her build her confidence and I think that's what like helped her um break out her break through her um depression and now she's like completely um normal she's really doing really fine um she has like it's, it's amazing to just see that transformation and I think I've also seen this with my uncle he had, um, he was diagnosed with like a stage three of a cancer that's very deadly. And I remember he also kept a lot of faith in spirituality and he was only given a few months or like um, a few months to live. But he ended up being able to extend that for four more years before he passed. And I think just seeing how faith and spirituality as well as um, helps uplift you like personally, as well as helps you like, um, better yourself in terms of like your behavioral nature and just the symptoms that you're facing like it helps get rid of your pain and other things like that and I think that that's really cool for me to like just be able to observe that through someone's life and since I've seen that I think that like in the future I want to go to like to a route where like I'm able to practice both like 
um, helping cure like the mental health aspect of a patient as well as their physical health to help them improve and sustain their life even future, like further. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely love the part you talked about spirituality because living in India, spira- uh, spirituality is basically a part of every single person's personality at this point. Mm-hmm. Because they're like so many gods and goddesses and India is a very culturally diverse country. So like at first, even I did not get a huge hang of it. But now I think I'm starting to get a hang of it now. Okay, Okay, so next question. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Um, I think in 10 years, I see myself becoming a doctor. And I think I want to work in either a clinic or in my own clinic I'm not too sure yet but I just see myself like being in that environment working there and just right now I'm leaning more towards pediatric oncology or geriatric physician because of like my um my relationship with my grandparents in terms of seeing them and their hospital journey like in terms of going and doing regular checkups and things like that so I think I'd either like to do that in the future or be a pediatric oncologist which is basically um, a cancer doctor for kids because I've seen people's cancer journey through my own life um, just in front of my eyes and I think that if adults struggle with cancer so much I think uh, like pediatric patients would also struggle like the same struggle and I think that um, I've also done a lot of research in terms of pediatric oncology and I found out that only four percent of kids or four percent of medications developed for cancer are for kids so we can see that like there's a lot of difference between um, like cancer for kids as well as for adults not just that like kids are kids and they like to run around and play and they're not able to do so because they have to quarantine due to their disease but I think also in terms of research there's a lot like a big gap between um the amount of research done for kids as well as um adults so I either see myself going in one or one or two of those paths and yeah Mm -hmm. okay I have another question that just popped in my mind what are your thoughts on women repre- uh, representation in medicine and medicine research? Yeah, um, so I think that women are still underrepresented in medicine. I know in the US, we look at doctors and we say like, oh my God, there's so many like more female doctors in the area and things like that. But as you start to look at more like statistic wise, um, they're not actually that many women in STEM. I actually was able to find out this like specific um, statistic where basically according to 2019 data in the medical profession overall, uh, male doctors still outnumber female doctors from 64% to 36%. And I think that although we see this increase in female doctors over the years, there's still a lack of diversity in terms of gender, which hinders future innovations and discoveries that women can also make. And I think that um, this kind of goes back to like women in STEM, I think. And Mm -hmm. I think that although there has been like a progress to promote women in STEM fields, sexism is still prevalent in the communities um, around us. It's just something that's like, um, we don't recognize. And I think women are still underrepresented in like fields like computer science, medicine, engineering. And I think women in STEM also face issues such as imposter syndrome, where they feel like they're not part of the area that they're working in, or they also face gender discrimination and implicit bias on a daily basis. And I think that 
in my opinion, um, the STEM community, as well as just any community out there, uh, like society in general, needs to work towards gender equality as well as equity so that um, we can educate our young girls about various STEM topics and medicine to like try and help prepare them for their bright, bright futures. I think as a society, we need to come together and push out um, opportunities for more women to come into the workforce. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree with you. For me, um, whenever uh, like a person talks about women representation, I usually look up to politics. But um, as like I just heard from you about all this, uh, how women are underrepresented in uh, medical field as well, and I feel like we are growing a lot. But I feel like there's a long journey ahead, and I hope we can overcome it in the future. Mm -hmm. Okay. So next question: Have you decided what you want to major in? Um, right now, I am leaning towards the major of neuroscience just because I really love how um, mental health plays a role on physical, like physical well-being. And I think that um, through learning neuroscience and all the components of the brain, as well as like all the different parts, how the brain works is just something really interesting to me. And I'm always interested in the sciences. So I think that's one place I would like to go. And since I've taken psychology through like two years, I know psychology and neuroscience are different, but I think um, just learning about psychology and the areas of the brain and how the brain just functions and how we act based on what our brain tells us and things like that. I think just learning about that aspect, I think I'm really interested in neuroscience. So I think that's the major I'm gonna pursue. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, my last question is going to be, what advice would you give to any teenager or a student or anyone basically who is looking um, for advice and uh, who, who wants to become a physician probably growing up? What advice would you like to give them? Mm -hmm. I think the major thing for just the common audience, I think, is to follow your heart, reach out, meet new people, and just believe in yourself. I think if you can dream it, you can definitely achieve it. I know that's very like cliche, but I think that's something that I've always lived by. And I think it just resonates with me. And I think that the STEM field in general, as well as medicine, has a lot of opportunities for you to just explore yourself, reach out for the ones that like captivate you and you'll definitely find your passion um, in the future. As I think this is like linking back to when I asked about, or when I was, I was telling you about how like how someone can find their own um, interest. And I think that um, it's very important for you to just be able to put yourself out there. I think that's something big as well. Cause I know I'm very fortunate to have like opportunities in medicine outside of just like my house and online. But I know right now, especially in um, COVID-19 times, you might not be able to go out and like shadow doctors do hospital volunteering and things like that, especially for those in medicine, like wanting to go into medicine. And I think that with this opportunity, it's very hard for you to get that hospital experience. But I think if you're really interested in going into medicine, you should put yourself out there on online communities. There are so many online communities out there, like the daily dosage that I made. I think that through these um, communities, you'll be able to build your networks and find more opportunities for you to do. Like for me, I was able to find a bunch of different online competitions that I was able to do and incorporate medicine in some way. And I think just put yourself out there and you'll be on the right path for the future. I totally agree with you. That's 
one of the reasons why we started beyond the page and all these there are like so many uh, youth organizations out there on instagram itself and i feel like it's a great way to even get you know a place to voice your opinion and stuff like that mm-hmm. okay so now that we've reached the end of our podcast i would like to thank ria for coming here and giving us um telling us a bit about herself and her journey with medicine um it was an honor to have you here Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So guys, please make sure to check out the daily dosages and Ria's Instagram. All the links will be in the description below. Lastly, I will see you guys next Monday with another episode of Make an Impact.